This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Welcome to episode 89, I think it's 89, 89 of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan, just back from Las Vegas, Nevada, with Spit and Chicklets crew, cast and crew and all of that stuff. It's an awesome time. Just winding down. It was an awesome, awesome time. I'll get into it in a little bit. But the first thing I need to say is um, I want to give my condolences to, to everybody, uh, friends and family. And that's a lot of people. Of Chris Abbott, who passed away last week. Um, I had uh, just a, I, I couldn't give it the time and attention that it deserved because Chris was a great. By that, I mean. <clears throat> I had no podcast. I was in Las Vegas with the Chicklets guys. I mean, it was a big party. Um, but I didn't lose sight of the fact that uh, what Chris Abbott meant to the community. Um, he was kind of waiting to say it, waiting until I had this platform. But um, he was Buddy the Puffin, but he was so many other things. Okay, so, you know, if, you, if you're a hockey fan, you know mascots. If you've been through Newfoundland or... Even I, you know, Buddy kind of transcended uh, hockey, really, because, well, Buddy, the mascot did, because there's mascots, and then Buddy was synonymous with Newfoundland, or is, Buddy will live forever, as will the spirit of Chris, but anyway, um, so, yeah, it, it rises above hockey or sports. Buddy is, is a personality here that the kids love and you'd see him at the basketball games as well and in and over to TV commercials or, you know, around town, there was all kinds of hospital and, and, and visits to the elementary schools, primary schools around town. Chris was Buddy, but Chris, there was, he was such a deep guy. There was so much to him positive one of those you know another person that in a long line of you know recently people that uh close to home like bird dog and shannon cody shack um you know tony fonts legend in mount pearl had a stroke he's still with us um you know it's tough and this one and i'll tell you so chris I don't know, man, for years, 
um, you know, inside the buddy suit, he really entertained, but even outside the suit, he was just so proud to be involved with the local sports teams. And, uh, I don't know. He seemed to me to be always smiling, that kind of a guy. Right. So that vibe is contagious. And, uh, when he passed suddenly last week, it was a huge shock. Well, you know, Ron McLean mentioned it on Hockey Night Canada. Um, and as Ron said, you know, it was bigger than hockey. One of the guys that was going to come to Las Vegas with us, Kyle McGraw, it was Kyle's uncle. So Kyle, Kyle couldn't even come down um, for good reason, but I feel bad. And uh, Nick Abbott, I know you're out there. You were going to meet us in Las Vegas, Nick and Kyle. Listen, that'll happen at some point, boys. We'll, uh, we're going to... Time heals. I don't want to say we're going to get through it together. I mean, you guys lost your close, <clears throat> you know, close relative and friend. And But uh, other than the shock, any memory of Chris to me is a very positive one. So much like I guess I've had to do in the past with, with friends and family and Closest to home, of course, my four roommates that are tattooed under my back, B.J. Young and Mike Collins, Todd Klassen and Jonathan DeLille, three of my four of my roommates at one point or another in hockey and gone too soon. But, uh, you know, I can't say I can relate all the time with a relative passing away. It's happened. I guess my aunt Michelle, when I was late eighties, she died of, uh, she was killed by a drunk driver. That was a shock. She lived in Edmonton and uh, uh, although I loved her, I just, I didn't see her that much and I didn't really understand what death meant. I was eight or nine, I guess. My, my grandfather, you know, but it, it never gets easier. And Chris seemed full of life, you know. I'm just trying to draw parallels, but I, I don't know, man. It's never easy, and uh, unfortunately, the theme of life is death, right? We're human. But thoughts and prayers with everybody uh, involved with Chris Abbott, and uh, I, I mean that for family and friends, but friends is uh, thousands and tens of thousands of people. People that didn't even know him, that he brought cheer into uh, their lives, positivity, smiles, you know. He was a guy that provided smiles, and it's always... It's always hard to lose those people. So thoughts and prayers, guys. And uh, Kyle, Nick, we'll figure it out. And uh, we will have a time to, to celebrate and unwind. Um, the timing of Las Vegas this, this particular time was not great. And, uh, but life goes on. And... Uh, We'll hang out again soon, boys. And uh, as far as Chris goes, he was one of the best. So rest in peace, brother, friend. And uh, we'll meet again someday. Okay, uh, Las Vegas, guys. So I'll tell you what happens. A lot of people, most of you know, um, I know that a lot of people listening to this program are shit spitting chicklets fans. So you know, they'd had the Chicklets Cup, which is a three-on-three ball hockey tournament. And right next to the Strat Hotel, it couldn't have been set up any better. It was awesome. Uh, we went down Wednesday. The tournament was Thursday, Friday. And then Saturday was the NHL All-Star game. We stayed for that. We flew out Sunday night. So on Sunday, we even went down to the Grand Canyon. We made the most of it. It was an unbelievable time. It was one of the best of my life. I've traveled an awful lot. Funny, I'd never been to Vegas. I'd been to Nevada. <laughs> I played in Idaho, drove over the border, went to, I think this place jackpot. And um, I was in Reno, but I was never in Las Vegas. So Biz needed some help with his, with his host team, okay? He was calling it the Big Deal Selects. So 
And they had the on the bench guys there. Check that out, by the way, some YouTube clips. And uh, there's a book on the bench. I, I didn't know much about it before I went down, but the boys are pretty funny. And I got to know them and probably will even collaborate and do something with them. Check that out. We had um, Biz, obviously. Biz was playing, who wasn't bad, but, you know, doesn't play much ball hockey. So it must have been hard uh, on the body. But Matt Murley, so Merles was down there. And um, again, you know, played in the NHL, but hadn't played ball hockey and coming from Sweden and, uh, um, you know, definitely, definitely was okay. But, you know, there were teams down there that that's all they do, right? They play ball hockey. That's all they do. They're buddies. I mean, we do that. Um, but unfortunately, well, we weren't taking down team Newfoundland. Now, where were we? Or team Canada or any of that. It was a fun little tournament. Biz needed some help. So he said, hey, you know, if you want to come down, we'll take care of it. Just come on down and, uh, you know, if you can bring a couple of ringers or, or, you know, players, but players that, you know, know about ball hockey and have played it. Because, I mean, a guy like Merles or Biz, um, you know, the on the bench guys, they're hockey players, so you know they're not going to be too bad. It's just there are a little, there are some, I guess, hints, tip. There's nuances in ball hockey. There, there's, you know, there, there, there are many differences, although on the surface, it's real similar. And if you can play ice hockey, you had a good head start for ball hockey. It doesn't automatically make you good, though. The ball bounces different. You really got to be running. If you're not into running, you might as well not play. You don't have as much gear on, so a big part is like not get is blocking shots. Three on three as well is small, so there's lots of shots. The goalies are getting 40 and 50 a game. So you got to be blocking them. You want to be blocking shots with little to no gear on? Not everybody does, so that's what I mean. Um, the dumps, the ball curves when you when you shoot it. Um, and if, if, if especially when you shoot a slap shot from a certain distance, so it's, it's really hard to pick up the goalies that we had down there. Uh, you know, they, they'd never played ball hockey. They did a, a formidable job. It was just hard to go in there and do that. So anyway, so one of the best players in the world, one of my buddies that I play with, uh, Newfoundland Black Horse, Connor Donahue, he was the first guy I called, and I knew I had a couple more. So, and I had all kinds of friends that wanted to go. I mean, when Biz announced this, I must have had a thousand messages and I felt bad. But what am I going to do? I'm going to take my buddies, right? As, again, I'm going to take my buddies that are good players. So like 10 of my close friends from Newfoundland have at some point played on Team Canada. So I'm going to probably go with those guys first. A, they're great players, obviously, to play on the national team. B, they're from Newfoundland, right? So there's a familiarity. And see, they're, they're my buddies. So, you know, I'm going, hey, there's a free trip to Vegas here, right? I don't need to go scouting all over the world here when in my backyard are the best players, right? So, or some of the best players. So anyway, from there, though, um, so I had Conman coming down with me. And then, you know, everybody from Jordan Escott, Chris Sparks, Mike Dyke, Jeremy Bishop, it's all uh, Ryan. There's all kinds of guys from here that are are pretty good and are my buddies. But I, so I just wrote them all down and I gave them the biz. I said, you know, definitely take Connor. And Jordan Escott was supposed to go down anyway. He's one of the best in the world. Team Canada four times, I think. Great ice hockey player, too. Uh, just got called up with the Growlers from local senior plays first two games pro. Congrats, Jordan. Anyway, I could go down the list. Zach O'Brien, Marcus Power, they're playing in here pro hockey. Cody Donahue playing on Jagger's team overseas. Uh, you know, I went, so a lot of these guys weren't available. So, like I said, I gave a list, a general list to Biz. And uh, now Kyle McGraw was on that list I just mentioned. So Kyle, 23 years old, bullet, played on Team Canada. Um, and I, as far I think he got kind of fucked over in his, ice hockey career. I think he could have played a little bit more, gone a little bit further, but to, to each their own. And next year, I believe he's got a uh, scully at St. Mary's. So that, so that's great for, for Kyle. Congrats. Anyway, 
so I, I went to take Kyle and Chris passed away the day before. So the day before, basically, we find out that Jordan can't go. He, again, he was supposed to go to the All-Star game on his own. He would have been there anyway to visit some buddies that he played with. And, uh, but he would have had to quarantine on the way back, and he owns a business. So Jordan and Kyle both couldn't go. So last minute, Bobby Hauser is one of the best players I've ever played against on an international level. So I picked up uh, called Bobby uh, from Leo Minster outside of Boston. Team USA, he was like my arch nemesis for the better part of a decade. I guess you could say they were a damn good team. He was their best player. So I figured I'd pick up Bobby. I'm one of his friends that's real, real good player, John Scully. I said, Bobby, you know, it's last minute. You take a guy. He brought up John. John, John had sent me a message and I'd seen him play. Well, I played against him. He's a damn good ball hockey player and then i called dustin kelly from manitoba uh real real fast although he went down with a torn acl he got through it <laughs> he did he played well um but dustin didn't even really get to show off what he's good at because it was tiny quarters three on three small small rinks running but more stopping and starting it's actually I, it was a little harder than if the rink was a little bit bigger because it was a lot of stopping and starting, you know, so. Uh, but anyway, that ended up being the crew. Biz was happy with those picks. Um, thanks to Scully and DK for joining at the last minute. No slate against you guys, not that they're not buddies. But uh, I had, a you know, a bunch of Newfoundlanders on the list that uh, that couldn't go. Uh, and I don't, you know, DK, John are great players. Like I said, I'm just looking out first for. I've always looked out for Newfoundlanders first, whether it's ice hockey, ball hockey, or fucking piddlywinks. Anyway, so we get down there and senior, right? Senior come down to quote unquote coach. So it was him and Ryan Whitney basically doing the coaching. And um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, Trevor Gretzky was our goalie uh, for a little bit. Um, the boys were down there. Like I said, there was all kinds of Patrick Sharp, uh, Christopher Stieg were playing in the roller hockey side. There was roller hockey and ball hockey, but we're all using the same same room so i mean senior had the place in stitches he was telling stories the entire time i was like you know i if podcasting and you know there just wasn't many platforms but we've known all this for years but seniors personality you know people say oh you should have a reality show we were saying that when i was 10 years old like honestly um we were taking videotapes of him and and making home videos uh so anyway, in this day and age of, of podcasts and platforms and, you know, podcasts are, are one thing, but the spit and chicklets universe gave way, gave, you know, it opened the door for characters to get back in the game. Ever notice that in the 40s and 50s and 60s, is it, it's all characters like Johnny Pie Face McKenzie or uh, or if you go way back, way back, I mean, Cyclone Taylor, that couldn't have been his real name, but he just went by Cyclone. Uh, baseball players, Pee Wee Reese, Babe Ruth. I mean, his name is Herman, but it's Babe Ruth. You know, if you the further you go back, nicknames are more of a thing. And characters followed those nicknames, right? Well, now I find chiclets. Um, and by extension, you know, this isn't the most serious podcast, Missing Curfew. Those you know, that bring a little bit of other outside edgier elements into the podcast world. If that sort of thing had been around forever, I think Senior would have been a star when he was in his 20s. But uh, he gets a real good reception down there. But we. Uh, it's amazing because he has these huge conversations and goes on and on and on. And, and, and he's just always gathering knowledge. It's not like he's bragging when he's, I mean, the stories usually get to him, <laughs> but you know, we're like, we're walking through the casino and like literally business, like what well, we got 10 minutes, we got to get there. He goes like, get your dad and come on and senior can't like, he just walks through. Hey, how you doing? Blackjack dealer. Oh, from where Cincinnati used to play there. Yeah. 1973. I'm like, dad, it's fucking 50 years ago. The guy's, 23 years old he's he's talking to you because he wants you to fucking uh 
throw down. He wants you to gamble. No wonder that stripper's talking to a senior. She's not that interested. Trust me. She doesn't care about the Grand Falls cataracts in 1967. It, she just doesn't. But anyway, there's that's what's lovable about him. But uh, that went on and on. We went to this bar, Hakkasan, and I mean, it was a, just a nightclub, like glow sticks in the mouth type of thing. And I didn't know how he would react, but we went in. He went right over. Chicklets boys had uh, some Dom Perignon and uh, expensive champagne, and he was just he was pouring in it as he did. He was going 100, 200, 300, 400. <laughs> and uh, like all the boys were around. It was just a great time. Uh, almost overwhelming. I, I would go and we'd, we'd party until, and, and, and I don't know. Time isn't even really a thing. So there wasn't like it was a bar close. But, you know, we would, we would get a nice jag on each night. And then we would go. And, uh, well, we would play, then we would meet the boys, uh, for like a meet and greet dinner and all the chicklets people that, that registered for the tournament and our team and everything else. And we would pop over to events. So, and I mean, I was getting like three and four, as soon as I opened my eyes, though, I didn't want to miss anything. So it took me two or three days back here. I'm just coming down. Uh, but we went all out and if we had any free time at all, we went to a show. So we went to see the Beatles love. I went to that with senior and God, it, it's a Cirque du Soleil show, uh, you know, which obviously is, is a dancing kind of, well, it's, 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 it's dancers. That's what it is. But just the, the music and the production and the videos, I mean, there could have been no dancers and I still would have loved it. It, it was almost sensory overload. There was people getting shot out of cannons up into the roof. There was, um, you know, there were so many different set changes and dancers and not just dancing, though. Uh, what do they call it? The trapeze, the gymnasts. It was fucking incredible. Um, so each time and, you know, dad's fucking 69 years old, but he, he didn't miss anything. Like we were just like, let's go, 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 go. So when we're in this bar, Hakkasan, which is and again, all the NHL guys are in there. Um like the night before the All-Star game. So as we're walking in, Tom Wilson is there with his two brothers. This is in the little restaurant part, right? So, and seniors, well, you know, I can't say it's his favorite player, but he loves Ovi and by extension, he loves Wilson, okay? Um, and, you know, Wilson is a rough and tumble first rounder that throws his weight, likes the score. I mean, senior likes that type of player, wink, wink, right? But we're walking through, man, and um, there's Julian Jenkins, ex-CFL, or there, big, big fucking enormous guy, and he's telling us some stories as we're, we're walking through, and we're on the way to this big club, so there's a little restaurant. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very um, ambient, ambient. Um, the ambiance is heavy. There's candlelight. Um, it's the calm before the storm. You just open the door and go in and there's fucking thousands of people going crazy like an ACDC video back in the day. I mean, it reminded me of that. Uh, oh, fuck what video? I think it's back in black maybe, but there's an ACDC video where they're just, they're in this club and they're lining the walls as far as you can go. And that seemed cut. I mean, it wasn't rock and roll music we were listening to. It was techno, but it, it was that kind of a vibe just packed. But again, on this one side is a restaurant people are eating. So Tom Wilson's brothers come up to senior and they say, hey, fuck, I hope you brought your lawyer. And now that's something that senior said on Chicklets a couple of years ago. So now I'm like, oh, wow, like senior loves Tom Wilson and he's a bit of a fan. So he gives the wave. His brothers come up to get a picture. And uh, so seniors absolutely loving this. So when we get into the bar, he's just like, what the I mean, me and Witter were like, how's he going to react? Are we going to take him home now? Or, but this is the big night. But totally understandable if we would. I mean, he's 69 years old. This was just, this is the definition of clubbing. So anyway, we go in and he's fucking fired up. Bolts right over, like I said, to the Dom. He's pouring it up. Um, 
and, and all the guys are there. I'm walking on tables They're over to, to Versteeg's table. We kind of got two back and forth on both sides of the bar. And Senior's doing the same thing. He's lit up. He's got a glow stick in his mouth at one point. He's drinking the vodka and Red Bull, whatever we were drinking, uh, and Dom Perignon. Um, and just having a time. He stayed for like three or four hours and, you know, shut her down. I don't know. It was probably like two or three in the morning. <laughs> It was just wild. And I figured, you know, that's it. Good trip. And that was after the games were over that we had to play. But sure enough, Biz called at like 930 a.m. Hey, we got tickets to the NHL All-Star game. Seniors said, let's fucking go pitter patter. So we headed over to T-Mobile and he was just talking up. Everybody like that. So, I mean, you can imagine that when he gets in there and, you know, I used to play and I'm going, that still works. That's 50 years ago. Uh, my son went in the first round. You know, he's he's talking to enough people. And we're kind of scattered. We got tickets. Great that Biz did that. Um, not complaining, but they're scattered like one here, two here, two here. I'm with five people. So anyway, there's one little area that people have gone up to the club. There's a club at surprise, surprise, it's Las Vegas at the very, very top of the, you know, skyboxes and everything are there. And then at the very, very, very top, there's a nightclub. So some people left to go up to that. So there was five or six seats in a row. We went and sat in them. Anyway, when we did... A few of us got talking. Bobby Hauser knew a guy who knew a guy. They're looking at us sitting down um, from the luxury boxes. Anyway, they call us up. So we go up into the luxury boxes. When we're up there, Chicklets and Barstool have one. Again, I didn't expect to be invited in. It didn't matter to me, right? Like, we're there. I'm at the NHL All-Star game. Of course, the hockey's not great, but it's a vibe. It's, it's more about being there. For me, anyway, you know how many more... NHL games is my dad going to even be at or see and to see, even though they're in slow-mo Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews, it's nice to see them skating around anyway. So we go into the box and the boys are just fucking loving that they're, they're fired up that seniors there. So he starts drinking and then Rob Gronkowski's brother comes over. Those who follow football, those who don't um, Gronkowski is one of the, you know, he, uh, Tom Brady's right-hand man, you know, he's he made the move to New England from New England to Tampa with him. He's got multiple uh, Super Bowls, you know, one of the most famous football players in the world. And anyway, so his brother came over, said, I bet you won't shotgun a beer senior. And he did. And the whole fucking the whole box is going senior, senior. And me and my buddies are going, is this really fucking happening? You know, um, and anyway, I'm all over the place, but that happened. And throughout the course of the weekend, Senior had heard that Brad Pitt was there. And I never did see Brad Pitt, but he said, you know, you should go over to him if, if, and, and just talk to him because he's a Letterkenny fan and you were on Letterkenny. So I'm going, maybe I'm, I'm not doing it in a club or something. I, and first of all, I never did see Brad Pitt. Someone just said that it could be not even true. But Anyway, the, the point is that senior was 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 really giving me a bit of a lecture. You know, you see these people down here and I'm like, I do that anyway. You know, I'm not just going to walk up to him. He said, well, fuck, he likes letter. Can he just walk up to him? So as we're having this conversation, Connor says, my buddy, Connor Donahue. Now you can watch. Go to business. Twitter feed. Or look at my Instagram feed if you want to see this live. But Connor says, well, I'm going to Lionel Richie tonight and you know i i want to meet lionel richie so i'm thinking okay is he going to get there before the show i know what senior is saying and that's why he's got so many great stories but i do do the same thing if i saw someone and i thought the timing was right and it was you know i picked my spots so and i'm thinking you know that's nice connor but when are you going to actually meet lionel richie unless we get back there unless he's you know, a big hockey fan and you say you're here for through spitting chicklets. I mean, there are ways. I don't really think it's happening. So I'm not fucking shitting. Connor gets up halfway through Lionel Richie's performance and just walks up again. It's not like people are like bouncing off the stage. It's not Woodstock. It's people sitting down in a nice auditorium watching Lionel Richie. So he stops one song, you know, and he's kind of explaining the next and Connor gets right out of his seat, goes down. And fucking God love him. He shakes his hand. He puts up his hand and he says, I just want to say, Lionel, you're the man. And the fucking place went bonkers. He walked back up to his seat, gave him a little point. 
and uh, history was made. <laughs> it was fantastic. And I mean, I'm not doing it justice. Just check my Instagram feed um, from uh, just a few days ago. It was quite incredible. And uh, hats off to Connor for that. And uh, then we went out to the Grand Canyon. And I tell you this, man. I, I'm freaked out about heights, and I got freaked out again. Fine, we we go out there. It was great for Steve Power. Thanks. Um, we stayed, like I said, we were flying out the next night at 11.50, so we had all day, which I'm glad, looking back, we did that. We never would have got to the Grand Canyon. Steve Power rented a car, our buddy from Newfoundland, the Canadian ball hockey president. And uh, we drove out there. And But the first, so there's like two bus stops, and I got to say, the first stop, it was fine because you were walking up to a ledge and you knew it was coming. And we took some pictures. It was freaky, but, you know, I was fine. Again, I'm terrified of heights. It's, not, it's beyond terrified. I start hyperventilating and I get nauseated. I, I had to drop out of firefighting school. I couldn't rappel down the thing. I mean, I, I wanted to. If I had my time back, I would have just popped a Percocet and, and a shot of rum or something. There are ways, I guess, to do it. But um, And same thing. I went to Dallas Stars Camp stories in my first book and uh i had to get like rescued from a team building exercise i'm just fucking horrible so anyway the second bus stop we're walking out so i make sure just to keep it as far from the ledge as i can this one is more distinct it's like okay the first one was this is where the grand canyon is the second one is like this is the fucking grand canyon this is what you see on tv colorado river a mile down just insane so as we're walking out as we're walking out, as we're walking out, it's like a little area where like, you can get a sandwich and then, you know, you're, you're walking and you look over to the right. Oh, this is the Grand Canyon. I'm going to stay far away from it. But at some point I look over and on the left is the Grand Canyon, too. So I realize we're on like a platform as we're walking where the bus pulled up. No, but now, you know what I mean? It's just now all of a sudden the Grand Canyon's on my left and my right. So I get really uneasy. We're walking to a, now there's probably, you know, a row. It's probably wide enough for two car traffic. It's not like I'm going to fall off. I'm in the middle, but it freaked me out how high up I was. I don't know. And, you know, you walk out to this point. I, I didn't end up getting out there, but I went far enough. And it's, it's like you, you've, you're at the top of Everest without having to do anything. You know, you know what I mean? Have you ever seen those pictures where people are on the top of a mountain? You're like, holy fuck, man. Like, it almost makes you woozy. You're like, how are they going to get back down? Well, this just snuck up on me. I'm walking, I'm walking. And then all of a sudden, I'm, 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 I'm getting a bit dizzy because I'm looking. I'm realizing I'm out here on this platform. Eight feet to the or 10 feet to the left of me, 10 or 15 feet to the right. And it goes a mile straight down. So that's freaking me out. And seniors making fucking jokes. And he's usually scared of heights, too. I guess in a different capacity. But he's, you know, doing Wiley Coyote and shit. And I just can't handle it. I'm telling him to go fuck himself. I'm freaking out. Almost frosting at the mouth. Frothing at the mouth. I had to get really low. I have to get low to the ground and, like, crawl back. That's how fucking bad it got. But it got there. The reason I got there, I'm telling you, I went down. And a girl who couldn't have been, I don't know, 16 or 17, if she was one, you know, j- just a teenager. And she gets over and like, you know, we're going out on this kind of roadway platform plank, whatever you want to call it, of earth. But it goes straight down. And, you know, it's a bit jagged so you can get out. And, and she goes out and poses. She sits on the fucking side of it poses for a picture and i'm going um i mean there's like birds flying like like a kilometer down under her feet i'm I'm peeping out i'm like this is she's like oh i wouldn't fall off she goes well just picture it if you were in your own living room you wouldn't fall off a chair i'm going get the fuck i freaked 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 i had to get down on my hands and knees and i crawled back to safety with my eyes closed like a baby this is what happens this is the third time in my life it's happened and I had to just when I got back to pavement and I saw the bus and the Grand Canyon was 300 yards in the distance, I was fine. 
But uh, yeah, there's something something in my head that triggers it. But what a beautiful scene. And uh, just on the way down there and some of the communities we went through. And I mean, I, I've just never seen anything like it. And signs out. I was like, you know, we, were, we stopped like at a local little spot there and, and people were saying, and I was thinking like, you know, it's nice. And someone made a comment and I said, well, you wouldn't go out there and camp though. Cause there's snakes. And she goes, well, and mountain lions and you know, all kinds of things that you wouldn't want to encounter scorpions. So, and I actually sit, actually that that's what I said. I said, there's snakes and scorpions. She goes, yeah, there's elk and there's, but she goes, don't worry about the elk because the mountain lions get those, but kind of a joke. But anyway, I was, I was going, okay. So all these things, you know, it's fascinating to drive through and we're on some like really deserted kind of roads and areas. I kind of went a little bit out of the way. And uh, one thing that blew me away, it says like, watch there's signs, watch for cows. There's just cattle walking around like cows, like wild cows. And I never knew it. I mean, you can play as many day games of Red Dead Redemption or watch all the Western movies you want, or <laughs> I don't know, all the desert stereotypes. And I've never heard of that. You know, there's going to be snakes. There's going to be scorpions. There's going to be mountain goats, mountain lions. And watch out for the cows. And there's, there's signs on the road that only say, watch out for cows. And we're laughing, going, are you fucking kidding me? Pedal to the metal. Anyway, couldn't have been 15 minutes later. Sure enough, about 30 fucking cows walking around. Now, if you're a driver and you can't see a cow, maybe you need to do another driving test. But I'm just saying there was lots of them. And I never thought of random cows. And we, we ended up coming up in a two or three more herds. Is that what you would call them? Herds, herds of cows, gathering of cows. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was wild. So thanks to Steve Power for that. Um, you know what we realized down there? It's on the way back, Senior, me and Connor and Senior stopped and we're toast at this point. It was late that later that night. So we're about to get on the flight 1150 from Vegas to Toronto. And we get the menu and Connor says, I'll have a club sandwich. Senior said, well, what's that? Connor said, what do you mean a club sandwich? Senior, we showed him the menu and <clears throat> Senior said, yeah, yeah, it looks pretty good. He said, you never heard of a club sandwich? Now think of all the menus that Senior, you know, has come across. And there's a club sandwich is pretty universal, right? But if not universal, it's really common. So especially in North America. And he didn't. And we were fascinated. We're like, you know, he goes around all day asking people questions. If you were to ask him. I don't know. Like, I don't know. We watched Jeopardy at night. If you were to ask him to name three generals in the American Revolution, he'd name you 10. Right. It, questions about I mean, he's not even into science, but if you asked him anything about Albert Einstein or string theory or whatever, he would know what it was when. You know, all the philosophers, all the historians of all time, that's why we watch Jeopardy and senior normally wins. But that's a thing at night where mom or dad will always have it on it. Since I remember walking through the house, Jeopardy, if it's on, they'll watch it. Senior often, often, like I will say more often than not, would win. He rattles through, rattles through with ease sometimes. And Jeopardy's pretty, you know, it's a big umbrella of knowledge, right? And he could ace Jeopardy. But I'm telling you right now, he would never ace kids Jeopardy. He would lose at children's Jeopardy. And we're fascinated. And the reason, because he goes through and he gathers the knowledge that he wants, he doesn't forget. He's got, I'm not kidding you here, 14 books next to his bed. Never more than that, but it's usually 13 or 14 um, that he's actually reading. He's told me that before. So he'll read like a chapter out of each one each day or night or whatever, uh, generally. 
Uh, he listens to podcasts now. Um, now that I showed him YouTube, I just took, I mean, I, we used to watch YouTube, but now I got it right onto his TV and he's all day. And I mean, you know, hockey might be a half hour, but it, I mean, seven, eight hours on King Henry VIII, uh, Julius Caesar, um, history's battles, Pythagoras, Plato versus Aristotle versus Socrates. Just fucking crazy uh, educational, academic reads, watches, and listens all day, every day. So he's got like four or five degrees, right? It's a joke for him. But things like, like on the way back, he didn't know. Like he, he, he got up to take a whiz when the plane was landing. I'm like, fuck, you can't do that. I'm like, you know, and it's, you know where the seatbelt sign is? He couldn't figure out. Where, he couldn't tell me. Now, the guy flew his whole life. There's one thing that stayed the same on planes. It's the seatbelt thing right up to the right. Stewardess light seatbelt, right? I mean, kids, Penny Lane, that would be a decent question. You know, as would what's a club sandwich? What's on a club sandwich? Right. Uh, senior wouldn't be able to get through those because it doesn't matter to him. He, it might be amusing as Connor's eating it. It looks good, but retaining that knowledge, it's almost like he can only retain so much, which isn't the case, but I mean, it's almost like that. And his brain just spits out the shit that doesn't matter. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here in honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56 is giving new customers 56 to one odds on either team. Just bet $5, five, get 280 in free bets. If your team wins DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. What if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet? Play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get free shots at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Do it right now. Use promo code THPN. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, 21 plus. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming sources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text HOPE New York 467-369. The unwanted waste that you're just going to get through anyway. I mean, you know what a sandwich is. You know what a hunk of meat. You know what cheese is, right? Why do you need to fucking memorize what a club sandwich is? But, but, you know, the date John Lennon was shot, well, that's an easy one, I guess, December 8th, 1980, even I know that. But you know what I mean? Important historical philosophies, dates. Well, we were at the Grand Canyon. He knew exactly. He said, oh, it's a mile down. Because it's not that we had to. And it is is exactly that. When you go to Wiki, it averages one mile. Right? Things like that. When we roll into Vegas, he knew what the population was. Um, just... An, uh, uh, he's a never-ending source of facts. And his personality allows that because he's always asking questions. It's just fascinating, even for me, and I know I'm similar, but I'm not. You know, people say, well, you're just the same. No, when we're on the go, when we're, if we're having a beer and we're telling a story, we're, we're similar. My speech is similar. My accent is similar. I mean, I'm half my dad and I'm half my mom, really, if you want to break it down. But the difference, a key difference, is if I'm 
say, coming home after a long trip. I'll take a weed gummy, throw on my earphones. I look forward to long flights because I listen, watch movies and I listen to podcasts. I don't, I try to go out of my way not to run into anybody. If I do, I'm not an asshole. If someone walks up and says, I mean, I'll go into a, I mean, I've got this podcast. How I've been talking now for over a half hour. It's not that I don't have the gift of gab, but he goes out of his way. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He goes out of his way to start those conversations. So when we were on the flight from Toronto to St. John's, hours and hours later, half a day after all this, when we were left Las Vegas, you know, he was, we were, he was at the back with Connor and I, and there was nobody around and he just crashed. He just conked out. And Connor said, it's not so much for the long trip. I mean, it is, but there's just nobody around to talk to. Right. And, and then he'll, I don't, I don't, I think it's subconscious, but that's what I mean. Right. Nobody around to talk to. Okay. Go to the, I don't, I don't know. You'd have to, uh, obviously it's OCD or whatever it is, but like I said, if that's a mental health issue, it probably is, but it's a good thing. He uses it in a good way. Everybody's different. Not, not every time when I talk mental health, is it a negative thing? Like we have, I'm the same way. I have a lot of pent up anxiety and energy, but I use it though. Like I, I don't want it to be any other way. Don't ever get me wrong. Sometimes having anxiety, depression, whatever it can, one can click the other, one can trigger the other, I mean. And, but we all, I mean, being human is ups and downs, right? We, what, society now is trying to cancel all these things out a lot of society. I mean, I, I get some of it, but you can't because being a human, you're going to be up and down. You're going to offend people. What's the same way with like mental health. You're going to get depressed and anxious. Everybody is. That happens. Even people who are seemingly thrilled. I mean, you know, a lot of people that are successful, the reason they get a catch 22, the reason they got there is because they're driven. But once they get there, they're still driven, whether that, and then whether that takes shape in, in substance abuse or, um, Brian Wilson, just fucking, there's just too much to do. Uh, there's too much creativity. It's going to blow my mind. Right. But I've, I mean, I don't think it takes a genius to see that seniors a little bit wound up and so am I, but I, maybe you could even say OCD, but you can deal with that. And, and that's, you know, in seniors case, it's, it's generally a good thing. Um, you know, he doesn't worry about a lot as long as things are, and I worry. So, uh, I've, I've, and, and my mom really worries. Um, but, you know, overall, <laughs> what am I talking about now? Yeah, but a lot of people write in and send messages about this stuff. So um, that's it. You know, you, mental health issues exist, and sometimes you can harness them the right way. It doesn't always have to be a negative thing. And I don't know if senior would necessarily agree with that. I'm just, uh, I'm spitballing, but it's what I see. Um, I had a question online. I forget who asked. By the way, by the way, I'm going to have another podcast in a couple of days. I think I'm going to interview my dad and then I'm going to get back to regular. I just needed to unwind. And the last couple of days have been uh, chaotic for a few reasons, but Stay tuned, not this Monday coming, but the next Monday, I'm going to start my uh, Q&A, Tales with TR YouTube, and Senior's going to do it with me, okay? And that will be Monday, again, in a week and a half. So right now I'm recording this. It's Thursday, Super Bowl's on Sunday. A week from Monday, we'll go live, 5.30 Newfoundland time. We're going to go to YouTube, and I'll have more details on that soon. Um, but uh, I did have a question. I forget who asked it. I'm sorry, but uh, he asked me my thoughts on equipment guys. And that's pretty vague. Um, like I said, one of my best friends, my, yeah, one of my best friends in the world, Dave Roper now is uh, equipment manager for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, one of them. Yeah, there's multiple guys. First of all, yeah, for those that don't know, there are multiple, right? Equipment managers and trainers. Um, so it's a, it's a team of people that work extra hard. 
what do I think of them? I, I, I've always had a great relationship with them. Uh, Nate Bellavo, shout out to, he's a buddy of ours that just got the job a couple years ago and uh, three years ago now, I guess, in uh, Jersey for the Devils. Good Atlantic Canadian from St. John. Um, I don't want to list them all off, but, you know, I don't have a favorite. That, usually equipment guys don't get there if they're not good in the room with the boys. You know what I mean? You'd get fired right off the bat. Right? You might be able to put up with, I don't know, fucking some superstar first liner for a little bit because, you know, he brings you goals, basically points, sells jerseys, whatever. But there's nobody that's equipment manager or a trainer that's not uh, that I've come across. That's not not only good, great in the room because. You to get there, you got to work hard. You had to you you have to have been around a, a team atmosphere for a long time. You've had to thrive. No one just starts in the NHL. It's not the way it works. I know Dave Roper was doing senior fucking hockey here. I mean, 2013, we won the herder. He was our guy. I don't mean like 25 years ago. Um, Rope's younger than me. Um, Rope. Then you know he went on did midget AAA for a while. He went down to the Southern Pro League, right? Then he went to the East Coast League. Then got to the NHL. So. A lot of people, I think, think all these people are local. If you're from a place like Toronto, yeah, the odds go up because there's all kinds of people, but I'm sure there's one or two from Toronto, but I'm telling you right now that those guys and girls um, do a phenomenal job, wouldn't be around, not even close, if they weren't uh, good people. Um my first in Quinnell was Brian Soupy Campbell. Um, and ever since, I've had an appreciation for what those people do. It's most of it's behind the scenes, if not in some cases, all of it. And uh, I've always said it in hockey, at least, referees and equipment people don't get the credit they deserve. If there's anybody in the whole game that doesn't, those are two groups. Referees who seem to be always getting shit, shit on. Getting shit or shit on, you know, it's not a great saying. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're often getting grilled, man, the refs. Equipment managers are just like, you know, uh, out of sight, out of mind. But I'm telling you right now, that they're the glue that keeps it all together. And you wouldn't be able to be a fucking asshole and get through. You just wouldn't be able to. Um, so hats off to all those guys out there. And as long as we're going to go that route, as long as we're going to go that route, one last shout out to Shannon Shaq Cody, who's the equipment manager here. St. John's for the Maple Leafs for 14 years, their whole existence. And they did some work in the... Uh, in the AHL and the Quebec league and the East coast league here. So shout out to him. Okay. Um, what was I going to talk about now? I said, I'd start um, mentioning an album or two at the end of every episode. So this week I'm throwing it back to 1985 dire straits, brothers in arms, one of my favorite albums ever. And it's one of those that I, I, I overplay it and, and some radio stations overplay it. It's like Bob Seger Against the Wind is one of my favorite songs ever, but I barely listen to it anymore. ACDC, You Shook Me All Night Long. These songs I used to fucking love, and I know I do in my brain. I just hear them so much. So I overplay Brothers in Arms, and the local station here, K-Rock, way overplays it. So I often don't talk about it, but and, or I listen to, you know, this day and age, it's one song at a time. This album, I think, needs to be listened to start to finish. And the first three are fucking jamming. I love So Far Away, Money for Nothing, and Walk of Life. They're just three songs that they open the album. It's 10 or 12 minutes of... Uh, pure joy to me. I was eight years old when it came out and there was a lot of things happening. Uh, 
So, you know, when people say favorite albums, I mean, it's subjective, right? So it's not always going to be for each person exactly what you see on like the critics of rock and roll because it takes you to a time and a place. So in 1985, my dad was coaching the Mount Pearl Junior Blades. They didn't lose a game. They won the Atlantic Championship. And uh, I was still in a house league. I had two more years left of house league. I wasn't a very good hockey player at this particular moment when I was eight turning nine. But um, I associate the album with the, the team's success before I really thought about anything. And back when I first got one of the a, a, a Walkman, you know, a, a cassette. Uh, I had a Sony Walkman. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing most of the audience knows what I'm talking about, but it was, you know, like a, now you all listen in your phone, but before that there was iPods and then before that there was Discmans. You'd take with that uh, CD around. Before that it was cassettes. So I finally, for Christmas that year, got a cassette player with headphones that I could, my dad used to like jog with one, but I just thought it was cool. I put it on my belt. I had a yellow one and I used to wear the headphones around my neck to school with my Air Jordans. And uh, it's just a great, it's, you know, the, the first I really thought about style. Um, I didn't know what sex was, but the first years I was aware of women, um, uh, Money for Nothing was a great video at the time. It was groundbreaking, never gets talked about. Um, and the Money for Nothing and the Chicks for Free, I just love all that, you know, the, 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 the words, they're, they're straight up. They're not groundbreaking, but, you know, it's a couple of guys working in, uh, you know, they're warehouse workers or whatever the fuck it is. They're packing a truck going, fuck, man, look at these guys. Look at these fucking rock stars, man. They get their money for nothing and their chicks for free. It's a commentary from the boys, right? Uh, or like the, the workers. At least that's why I take it. Uh, anyway, walk of life. What a fucking organ there. Keyboard. And uh, the rest, yeah, but the... the there's only four or five more songs I like right across the river. But anyway, check it out. If nothing else, for the first three fucking songs, blast it on your way to work or whatever. Take a break from podcasting and listen to Brothers in Arms. Now, locally, I'm going to go with Brothers in Stereo, which is the name of the band. These guys, uh, I got Brothers in Stereo. Hold on. I got to get. The album. It's it's my favorite Newfoundland album, start to finish. Um, and I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, it's just Brothers in Stereo. The the cover. It, it kind of looks like a gun, but it's a microphone. Uh, big picture of a mic, like with with clouds, with clouds and uh, blue sky around it. Two thousand and three, it came out, and every single song is good. It's local. It's Newfoundland, but please, please try it. Um, my favorite is the worst crowd, the, the second track, but Lily, uh, they're all good. All of these songs are fucking phenomenal and, uh, heartbreaks on its way. What? Anyway, as I'm reading, I'll, I'm going to hang up uh, from this, listen to that album again. Anyway, there's two dire straits, brothers in arms and brothers in stereo, brothers in stereo. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'd like to thank DraftKings, of course. And like I said, reminder to people. Oh, teaser. The teaser for Shorzy, the new show that I'm coming, uh, that I'm coming. I'm coming. The, the new show that I'm coming to as we speak. Sitting here playing with myself. No, I'm kidding. The new show that's coming to Hulu and Crave in the spring that I'm involved with, Shorzy, Letterkenny spinoff. I've mentioned it before. Well, the teaser is going to happen during the Super Bowl. I'm a Super Bowl, get the marbles out of your mouth, TR. Um, in a few days, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, like I said, in a week and a half, I'll be doing some live shows. Tales with TR Mondays, 5.30 Newfoundland time. We're going to do it on YouTube. And I'm going to invite Senior down to answer a few of these questions. 
So as I've said before, my inbox, my DMs, it's just was way out of whack. I don't have any time anymore, guys. I'm just going to have to not answer questions on there anymore. Um, but I'll have, uh, you know, when I do this show, you can just put them at the bottom of the screen and we can interact. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go hard with this. I'm not just going to put in the 10 or 20 minutes. I'm going to answer all the questions I can possibly answer. So that's your best route from now on. If you've got something like that, stay tuned. I can't get back to the messages anymore. There's too many of them. Um, thanks to everybody. Uh, Wedgwood Cafe, check it out. Elizabeth Avenue, it's all opened up again now. Check out Green Sleeves downtown, uptown. Trinity Pub, why not? Bull and Barrel, check it out. One of my favorite bars on the planet. Penny Posh, women's wear reimagined. Great hoodies. If you want a hoodie, let me know. I'm going to throw in a signed book. For a great price. Hoodie will be 75 or a half price. Book comes with it. Shoot me a note. Um, if you want Tales with TR, go to www.flankerpress.com. F-L-A-N-K-E-R press.com. And uh, if you want it personalized, just add a note. And I stop by there once a week, personalize them and send them out to you. Okay. No guests today. I wanted to get something out there. I wanted to talk about my Vegas trip a little bit. And uh, I'll have another episode very shortly, probably on Sunday or Monday. I'd like to make up for lost time. And then, uh, like I said, in a week and a half, Monday, Tales with Tierra, live on YouTube, 5.30 Newfoundland time. Terry Sr. will join me. Thanks again, everybody. This has been episode 89. We'll see you all again soon. Stay safe. Catch you on the replay.